the beginning of each year around the world, people people tend to look at the year behind and and reflect on and reflect on it and then think of the year coming up and then they may think of things they want to achieve in the year there may be things they want to adjust things they want to rectify in their lives and for a large proportion of the population that probably involves making new year's resolutions the start of any year is a really good time to reflect and there's nothing wrong in making new year's resolutions it's a good process and it helps setting and setting goals is a good practice However, making New Year's resolutions doesn't always work out, does it? And apparently, statistically, by now, many New Year's resolutions will have been broken, particularly the intention to either give things up, take things on, maybe diet, maybe go to the gym. I've heard where gyms get all the new equipment out, and then by the end of the first week, they don't need as much equipment, and they put it all back away again. So... And that probably tends to cause many people to start the year with a sense of failure. And let's face it, there's enough negativity around at the moment. So whilst making New Year's resolutions is good, we tend to think of of, uh, starting the New Year as a good opportunity to think of goals to work towards and goals to achieve. And those of you that are on our family Facebook will have seen what we have done and the questions that we have. And that involved looking back at the year, uh, looking at uh, the good and the blessings, and then setting some goals, We have five to ten goals that God would want us to think and focus on for the year. So it's a helpful exercise. As I said, there's a lot of negativity or a sense of uncertainty and despair in the world again at present. Almost like this cloud of covid And I saw a headline in the news at the end of December and it said, New Year, New Hope. People are desperate for hope and there is a need for it and people are searching for it like never before. And how timely was our Star of Hope theme, albeit a year ago, but the propheticness of that, that people need hope and we know the one who really is hope. And so this is why it's important for us to keep our focus on God, the one who does know the one who is with us, the one who is hope, and, that, and he is the one that we tune our ears to him and listen to what he's saying. So as we step over the threshold from 2021 into 2022, what does God have to say and what is he wanting to show us? Now, God doesn't always work specifically in calendar years like we do, but in seasons. And so I think it's good to look at what God is doing in a season over and above what he's doing in a year. But having said that, the start of any new year is a good opportunity to look at what God is saying and doing and to set ourselves up for the year. That may mean making changes and adjustments to ways, habits, lifestyle, the way we think, the way we've lived. And it can also include setting some dreams and goals, as I said, which I think are a better way of setting than doing resolutions. But please don't throw out your New Year's resolutions. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I don't want you to start by feeling a sense of failure if something's gone wrong already. So today we're going to look at the words that God has spoken for the year and the things that we might want to put in place in our lives to see the dreams fulfilled, to see the goals reached, to see the vision fulfilled, the calling of God fulfilled in our lives, both individually, corporately and as a family, church family. And this may result in goals that we want to put in our lives. With all that's gone on for the last few years, one of the important things to do as we step into a new year is to acknowledge those tough moments, the challenges and to grieve. 
And as I prepared for this preach, I recognised that there were areas in my life and in my heart where the effects of the past year were still very much there. And I'm particularly referring to the effects of COVID. There were areas in the last year that were so hard to navigate. The confusion, the shaking, the loss, the disappointment, the frustrations, the impact of what had happened. But God walked with me and helped me to process and to grieve. And and that's really important to do. It's good to acknowledge how hard, how frightening and how sad it has been. Not to focus on it and relive it, but to allow God to bring healing Um, I heard a phrase, and I think it was Emma Stark. Um, I always like to give honour to whoever said it, but I can't remember. It was a note in my my journal. It said, we need to grieve the things of the past, and that also helps us to celebrate the next season. It's also important, as I've said before, that we don't let our our past be our expectation of the future. Oh, well, that happened then so it's bound to happen like that again. Or this was bad, so the next time I do that, that's going to be bad. But we do not want the past to be our expectation of what is to come or to determine the future. Or as I've read recently, never let the pain of the past speak louder than the promises of God for your future, particularly as we enter into this new season and a new year. Many are citing, and you might have heard this, of 2022 being named as 2022, as in T-O-O, almost like we had 2020 and now we're having it again. And I just want to say this is a new year. God has plans for it. It is not a repeat. Nikki Gumbel on leaving 2021 suggested, look back and thank God. Look forward and trust God. Look around and serve God. Look up and seek God. What a great phrase. And as we look back and thank God, it helps us focus on his goodness. And we thank God for all the good and all the blessings of 2021. It helps us remind us that it wasn't all bad. It wasn't all clouded in COVID and that the sun shone through and there were good times and good things happened. And when I mean the sun, I mean, yes, the sun in the sky, but I mean the sun as in Jesus. He shone through. God God was with us. He is faithful. And as it says in um, 2 Corinthians 1 verse 20, all his promises are yes and amen. We've just celebrated Christmas a few weeks ago where we see one of the greatest promises of God ever fulfilled. It was prophesied And it was the greatest promise foretold. It's not simply a thing that happened, but it was a plan fulfilled. There were many prophetic words throughout the Old Testament of what, uh, of Jesus' birth, from the heritage and the lineage of his parents, Mary and Joseph, from the simpleness of his birth to the wise men searching for him. And then, of course, we know the prophetic words also talked about Jesus' life, uh, life, death, and resurrection. And as we look at 2022, I just felt to encourage us to take a few things from that Christmas story and to help us into this year, just to be like Mary, that child that she was, you know, with an angel coming to tell her she was pregnant and she wasn't even married and all that must have gone on in her mind. But what did she say? Let it be to me according to your word. 
And then she said, nothing is impossible with God. Or in different translations, with God, everything is possible. And I just think they are words that need to be so key and in the forefront of our mind as we move into this new year. God and his promises and that nothing is impossible with God. And that let it be according to his word. And then we see the kings who sought Jesus to worship him. And, they, and how, when they came and how they worshipped him, they bowed down and worshipped him. They worshipped with all that they were, right from that depths of their being. And I felt God also wanted to remind us from the words of the carol, a little town of Bethlehem. God imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven. It talks about how silently the gift is given. And I think sometimes we struggle uh, with the quiet way in which God comes because we want to hear it loud and clear. But it's that remembering how silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given and God imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven. And I just sense to pray that over us as we begin this year and ask God um, to show us what he wants to do and how he wants to live and that we will be so aware of the blessings that he's imparting. And just as we have been praying this morning that that encounter with him. So let me just pause to pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for what you want to show us this morning. I thank you, Father, that you want to bless us. We thank you for the blessings of heaven. We thank you for your word. And I ask right now that you'll open our eyes to see you, but this morning you'll really open our ears to hear you. Will you give us new ears? Will you renew our ears? And may we hold on to your promises in Jesus' name. Amen. It's so important to keep the focus on the promises of God. And as I shared, not to let the pain of the past speak louder. God never goes back on his promises. He promised, and this is written um, in, I haven't got the, uh, anyway, I will never leave you or forsake you. Have I not commanded you? Be, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Deuteronomy and Joshua, yeah. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. And I am testimony to that. I'm going to start by sharing a bit of a testimony. I felt I sensed that God just to share a bit of a testimony of what this past season's been like for for me. I'm aware that you see most of you see me very much in my leader role, and uh, where whilst openness and vulnerability are important, as leaders, our role is to lead and inspire rather than be dour. And yet, in the natural, that was many times how I felt in the last few years. I am by nature happy, positive, enthusiastic, maybe bouncy. My nickname at university was Tigger. I think probably in this last season, Eeyore might have been a better description of how I felt a lot of the time. Because I think the season was such a challenge and at times such a battle. Spiritually, I could still be excited by things, and yet also I was confused, emotionally wobbly and wavering, and at times I have had to dig deep and up my enthusiasm. I share this because I think sometimes people can look and think, oh, everyone else is okay. You look around and think, I'm really struggling, but they're okay, and they're okay, and they're okay. You know, I really, really found it hard. I would say that for me, 2020 and 2021 have been such extremes of emotions. Now, that may seem obvious, but if I'm vulnerable with you, I found it hard. 
And I think as I share a list of some of my struggles, you may identify with some of them. As the world shook, like so many I did too, I found it hard, the loss of so many things that we missed out on, things that felt stolen from seeing people meeting together to worship, cancelling so many church events or postponing it that we were so excited about and wanted to, um, and wanted to do. And whilst church was on, online was good and, and what a blessing that was, it came with stresses, not least the filming each week. Um, and then when we could meet, we were distanced. We couldn't sing. We were in masks. And at one point, two metres apart, in masks, with no singing. I know we're in masks today, but at least we can sing. By the way, could you just all smile at me? Okay, then I can know what your eyes look like when you're smiling. <laughs> it's really hard, isn't it? You find you going... Um, thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm relational, and yet there was a physical void. We were restricted... There were losses of not being able to see immediate family and and wondering if I'd even get to see them again. I didn't see my parents for 18 months, and that was so hard. I lost a family member. I lost a friend. And our dear godson, which impacted greatly. I have to say, Remy passing away is the hardest thing I've ever had to face. I know the pain that I felt, but watching and walking with Tim and Jen and knowing if my pain as his mimi was so much, how much more was their pain. But God is faithful and he was there, his loving arms around us. As I said, not being able to see my parents was hard, not being able to see Em, planning a whole wedding on Zoom, not seeing friends or travel, to ha- and not being able to have holidays, not being able to get away. And sometimes that's really important as leaders just to be able to meet with other colleagues. And, and everything was done in COVID regulations from M and Joe's wedding. Beautiful it was, but you know, there was the COVID regulations. You know, health was affected. I even fell down the stairs. I mean, there was so much going on. And as I wrote this, I grieved. I grieved the loss. I grieved the, de- the deaths that had happened. I grieved what I felt had stolen. Not, you know, the not seeing family and friends, the dreams and events cancelled, church things we couldn't do, but the grieving was important. Now, that doesn't mean that the grief goes away, but by grieving, our, and as time goes on, our capacity to cope with the grief gets bigger. And that's what we need to know. There were days when I felt I couldn't cope. I didn't have the energy and my enthusiasm took a hit. Days when the darkness was taking over or the pain was just too great. And days when I questioned, where are you, Lord? Days when I couldn't hear God. And even days when I just wanted to pull the duvet over my head. But, and here comes the answer to the thought, so how did I do it? But God, and here is the testimony of Jesus. I did what I did because of Jesus and his presence with me. I could not have done it this last season without God. I don't know how people have got through this season without knowing God, without knowing that he's here. I couldn't have led Sundays. I couldn't have done devotionals. I couldn't have led services. His sustaining power. And one of the verses that I kept hanging on to was Philippians 4.13. I have the strength to face all conditions through the power that Christ gives me. I not only had to dig deep, but also I had to dig deep into him 
There was days when, whilst I couldn't hear him, as the noise around and the noise in my head was so great, I had to intentionally listen to his voice, knowing that he speaks constantly to us. It often required a choice and a prayer and a decision to step into joy, even if I didn't feel it in the natural. I had to step into my apostolic and prophetic roles as a leader, and it was hard. But I did learn in this season as well. I learned more about worship. I learned more about worshipping him, which sounds crazy when we couldn't sing in church. But as we worshipped at home, as we worshipped online via services, and then as we worshipped in masks, and can I just say here, I really feel God has been talking to me about that whole thing. And, you know, he he knows our sacrifice. He knows it's hard, but it honours him. We are called to worship him in all circumstances. The Bible says so. And this is something that we had to practice where where we teach. And some days... I would be standing there worshipping with tears streaming down my face because of the pain. But I knew I had to worship God in all circumstances. And I knew that as I stepped out to lead, he is faithful and he would be faithful. And there were days, even some days, when I'd be like, well, who is that speaking on the microphone? Because I did not have the strength to do it. But God... He is faithful, he is strong, he is there, he holds us up. And as I stepped out for him, he gave me the words to speak. And I share this today just to say, I understand, it's not been easy, but God, and we have a choice. And so here we are again at the start of a year and still in COVID. And I just want to say, we want to encourage each other. There'll be days when some people are feeling They can cope with it better than others and and days when people are feeling really dour and a bit eeyore. But that's the times we're family to keep going, to raise each other's arms. When, when, you know, when someone feels they can't, I'm not talking about raising their arms in worship, I'm just talking physically you feel, um, when we can't, to sing spiritual songs, to to worship because worship is a weapon of warfare, to listen with new ears to what God is saying. And to listen to what God is saying louder than what's going on around. We're family and we're in this together. My mum taught us to look for the rainbows. And then she went a bit further. Look for the disguised rainbows. We know the rainbow is the promise of God. Look for the disguised rainbows. They're there. So my testimony of, but God, in my weakness, he was strong He's victorious and we are victors through his sustaining and because of him. And we are going to get through this. God is our strength and refuge, our ever help in trouble. And at the start of this year, I just want to encourage us to make that conscious decision to choose life with him, to choose joy, because this is going to be a year of breakthrough. My wonderful friend Kate, who I sent the little bits that we did um, uh, uh, at the beginning of the year, I sent them to her on New Year's Eve. They, they'd come from Santa's on, on a Santa, but she, she um, posted them and she put this with it. Life's victories come in many shapes and sizes. If you made it through 2021, you're a winner. Here's to a new year of hope, peace, joy and flexibility. And I just want to say, if we're all feeling a bit, you know, rather than charging into the new year or bouncing into the new year, you might have felt you've dragged yourself into the new year. Well done for keeping going. Well done for coming this morning to worship, even in the mass, in this cold building um, with the doors open for the ventilation. But we're here together as we look forward together and we trust God who is with us. So what's on the heart for the Father this year? New year, new 
new year and new ears, listening with new ears or tuning in with renewed ears to what God has for us. We know that God is speaking to us all the time. It says so in his word. How precious are your words to me, O Lord, it says in the Psalms. Uh, if I could count them, they'd be more than the, the, the grains of sand. And you know what that's like if you hold a handful of sand. Father's speaking words of love and affirmation all the time. But what is he wanting to say to us this morning as individuals and a church community as we step into this new year? Well, the passage for today is short, but it's packed. Uh, when Phil initially did the rota, he put a different Bible reading, but then Tim wanted to um, preach on that on Boxing Day. So Phil asked me to um, choose a different passage, and I spent time with God, and this is the passage he, he gave me. And then in December, when we spent time seeking God for 2022, and as many of you know, we spend time on New Year's Eve soaking and praying and with God to see what he wants to say. And I'm amazed, but I shouldn't be surprised at the relevance for today with how this passage and the words that God has given us are so interlinked. So now, please pick up your Bibles and I'm just going to read the Bible reading. Ephesians 5 verse 15 to 21, walk in wisdom. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what is the will of the Lord, what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, <laughs> speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. I would love to um, just be able to... Oh, it doesn't all fit on one screen, does it? Lawrence, can you just put the first bit up just to highlight some some really key words and then I'm going to unpack it more. But if we look at that, the words that step out are to be wise. He talks about our time and that would be priorities. He actually says redeeming the time. To understand the will of the Lord. Now, that's very much knowing him and listening. He mentions the Holy Spirit and being filled with the Holy Spirit. Speak to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Very much talks as well as the as worship, but the power of the tongue. Uh, singing and making melody, definitely worship as we give thanks. And then to love and submit to one another with the fear of the Lord. Banner words that God had given us for the year were very much was to believe in God's faithful hope. To give God our time and to live with intentional persistence. To be intentional and persistent in all that we can do, not to waver with our time and in our worship with God, of God. Reading the word, praying and listening to him. And this passage really shows us how to live and achieve that. So it was amazing that some of these key words um, uh, came together. By the way, I'm not going to share this morning all that we got given because we would be here till dinner. But... There's a lot of excitement of what God has for this year. But from this passage, to be wise, that's wise in our thoughts, our time, our choices, our words, our relationship. If, if we are to be intentional and persistent, and hear me, this is not to strive, but we need to make the most of, each, of, of our time each day and the most of every opportunity. Time, as we know, is a valuable commodity. And despite all efforts, other than time standing still, we can't get more time in a day than there currently is. But we can determine how we use the time or if we rearrange the letters of how we use it to 
who, as in how and who, same letters, rearranged, who we use our time with and our priorities. Paul writes here, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Or as the NLT says, be careful then how you live, not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. Life is short and we need to make the most of every moment and make the most of every day. We know that Jesus said that the greatest commandment is to love your Lord, your God, with all your heart, your mind, your soul and your strength. Different versions, uh, uh, Gospels record it differently, and, but it's written in Deuteronomy as well. Really key, really key to keep at the heart and the centre of everything that we have. And we had sensed that that is what God is requiring us to do. Love the Lord our God with all our heart, all our mind, all our strength. Basically, love God with all that we are. To focus on him and his relationship. To be wise and to give time and everything else comes from that. And that there's a call on us for this year, for our hearts and our time. Now, I know that time has been a factor for many people. It certainly is for us. And the priority is to give God our time he asks for and requires by making him our priority. I had a picture last week as I was preparing this. And I saw a compass, like one of the, like the ones like this that the hiker has that they put on their map. And the arm of the compass was like whizzing round and round and round and round as if it was trying to find its magnetic north. And then suddenly it went ping. And I asked God what it symbolized. And the Lord was saying he's calling us to focus on him and his way, to be in the world, but not focus on the things of the world that lead us into a spin for us to come out of the whirlwind that we might feel we're in, to come out of them and come out of that sense of being turned round and round and round and round and focus on him, on the north, so to speak, but to focus on him. God is calling us to give, us, give him our time and focus, to create space. And in this, we may need to ask for forgiveness for the, busy, for the busyness excuse. I had quite a pull-up at the thought of, what if I got to heaven and Jesus said, well, you've been a bit too busy for me in life. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So the good news is today is a new day and we can make a new start. We can put things in place. We can set our priorities. Seek him. Look up and seek him. Not just to seek him for our lives, for church, for family, for the world, but seek him. Seek God as God. Seek God as Father. Seek God as Jesus. Seek God as Holy Spirit. There is a call for greater intimacy as we move into this year. Greater relationship, greater oneness with the Father. God is looking for those whose hearts seek him, those whose hearts are set on them, those who love him, those who fear him, as the passage talks about, the fear of the Lord. And that's not to live in frightening fear that's awe and reverence of an an honor of God he's looking for those who are sold out all for him so can I encourage all of us at the start of the year if you've not already done so to look at our lives and see if we maybe need to make adjustments or changes but to make sure that we give God our time for him to be our first thought each day just as a question what is your first what is our first thought each day what's the first thing we do when we open our eyes in the morning other than think gosh is it really morning already 
But what do we do? Do we look at the news? Do we pick up the novel we've been reading, carry on reading that? Do we think of food? Do we think of our cup of tea? Do we look at our messages? Do we look at social media? Do we check our emails? Do we think, what am I going to wear? Or will my LFT be negative this morning? How soon do we focus on God and spend time with him? Uh, Maybe we need to restructure our day to prioritise him. And please hear me, this is not a message of guilt, but to inspire and encourage us and set us up and get us on the right path, the right track at the start of the year to give God time and, to prior, and, priority, and the priority he deserves and requires. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. God is redeeming our time You know, we can't make more time, but God will redeem things. He will restore things. He will restore what the locusts have stolen. That's biblical. God is revealing the time, uh, redeeming the time. New year and new years, new ears to listen and hear. God is redeeming what has been and what has been stolen to start afresh today. Continuing in his encouragement of us being wise, verse 17, we're on to now, um, Lawrence. Paul writes, therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Now, if we're to know and to to understand the will of the Lord, we need to know him. We need to know his character. We need to know the word as in the Bible. We need to know his voice, just as with friends and family. uh, The only way we get to know them is to spend time with them and, and get to know them, get to know their heart, get to know their likes, their dislikes, their ways, their voice. So it is with God. And Paul is encouraging us here to use our time carefully and use it to know and to understand the will of the Lord. But more than that, we need to know him. We need to know him in order to hear him. I love the 100 Days passage on Tuesday for those of you who are doing that. um, And and I encourage you all to do that. Uh, Isaiah 55 verse 1. Firstly, it starts with the word ho. So just to know that is a biblical term, but it goes ho. Come to me, all who are thirsty. And then he goes on to say, incline your ear and come to me. Uh, He'll hear and your souls shall live. Listen carefully. Isn't that amazing? Come to me, incline your ear, incline your ear to listen to me. Put your ear to me. Hear and your souls shall live. Listen carefully, or the NLT says, ears wide open. Are our ears wide open? And what is God saying? I just want to encourage you to tune in and listen to what he's saying for you, what he's saying for those around you. The next verse is help us on the journey of relationship and hearing him. Paul goes on to share how we also might spend our time by being filled with the Holy Spirit. Whoa, how good. He highlights this in contrast to getting drunk on wine. I guess in this you can also include beer and spirits and drugs. So, um, and, and here he's not saying don't have it. He's just saying don't get drunk. And whilst it isn't specified, I think probably it's any, anything that we would turn to as a false comfort rather than seeking God. Be filled with the Spirit speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Now, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, that leads us more into singing the the psalms, the hymns, the spiritual songs, rather than singing the drunk songs from wine. I'm thinking back to my university days. Not not me, but the rugby club songs. Um, No offence to the rugby players, but... um, This is because when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we become more like him. 
we become more like Jesus and therefore we become more holy and it causes us to worship. It causes us because it just bubbles up from within us. You know, your mouth reflects what's going on in your heart. And so if we're filled with uh, the Holy Spirit, it also helps us to remove negativity, criticism or grumbling. And I think this also connects... Uh, very much to you know words that we actually say and it goes on to say doesn't it speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing and making melody in your heart to the lord giving thanks always for the for the things to god for the father in the name of our lord jesus christ i think that's very much us speaking in a godly way and we know the bible talks elsewhere and it will come up in the next in this sermon series about the power of the tongue but speaking out of the overflow of being filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying we should come in in the morning and start, good morning, and start singing. But what it does mean is speaking in a way that reflects what is in the Bible. And then submitting to one another in the fear of God. Mutual submission out of reverence to God. Paul talks very much here about love and respect and submission, yielding. It's not obey that sometimes it gets misunderstood by, but yielding in love. This is such a passage of love, love for God with our time and our worship and love for one another, which links to that second part of the great commandment, isn't it? When Jesus says, uh, grace commandment, love your Lord to God with all your heart, mind, soul and strength and love your neighbour as yourself. And then into verse 19, when it talks about singing the Psalms, hymns and spiritual songs is not just for us to speak to each other, but make melody to God, to worship him. And we have sensed this is so key for this year. There's a call from heaven for us to worship in an even greater way, to worship him and being abandoned, to worship him with all that we are. And I know that we've sensed this for a while and we've shared it before, but it really is. There are, and I was talking to a few other people who we've been connecting with and seeing what God is saying, and there's quite a few things that God is requiring from this year that are not new, but it's like he's, there's a sense he's needing to say them to us again to get us back on track and set up for this year. He's calling us into deeper worship where it's all about him. I heard the words, raw worship, Worship with all our hearts um, tuned to him. Worship him in awe. Worship him in reverence. Worship him in the fear of the Lord. That's that, that is that awe and reverence. That intimacy as we grow in love. And for some people, it will be very much um, coming back to God this year as their first love again. That God is wanting to reignite that love that you had in your hearts when you first encountered him. If we are to know and understand what the will of God is, then we really need to be reading his word. God's word, the Bible, is essential. Reading to know him and to get to know the Bible and God's word. And the 100 days is an absolutely fab way to do this. Or the Bible in a year. Can I just... If you take this, your Bible in a year, so either do the... Oh, I feel like, can you just hold this up just... I can highly recommend, you may have your own Bible reading, but please just do, do as it'd be lovely if we all journey on this together to do the 100 days. Take this each day, read the passage, and then ask God, spend time with him. Lord, what are you wanting to say to me today? What's on your heart for today? What do you want to show me out of this passage? And journal it, and then keep a record of it. And then you've got a record to look back at the things that God is speaking to you with your new renewed ears. 
or doing a Bible in a year. Again, that's so good. I can highly recommend the um, Nikki Gumbel Bible in a Year app because you get to be able to play it as well. I, I would always suggest you read it, um, but play it. It's just so good. All of these things help us to get into the Word so we can get to know Him uh, and get to, you know, the more we know the Word, the more we know, we, the know, we know God. Um, whatever it is you do to help you read the Bible, and then ask God what he wants to, um, to share with you. Listen to that, that prophetic voice of heaven, and journal it and pray. We have this sense for this year that we need to be really persistent in praying, knowing that every prayer we pray makes a difference, and to pray like never before. Phil's reading a book that has the line about storming heaven with our prayers. And then uh, as he was sharing this and we were processing it with Santa, we had a picture of the bowls as in, in Revelation 5.8 and that our prayers would be like tipping the bowls, tipping the bowls of heaven so that the, the bowls were so full from our prayers, it tipped and it released things. So know that every prayer you pray makes a difference. Know that you make a difference and God wants you to know this and come to him today. And just to close, I just felt God saying this to us today. He said, Draw close and go deeper. Allow me into the areas of your heart to bring healing and where healing is needed. Let the barriers drop. Let all that hinders be gone so that we can be close and give time to us. That's God wanting time to him. And let Ephesians 1 verse 16 be a banner word right now. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we ask or think. He is able, he's sustaining to give strength and endurance for today, for tomorrow, for all we do and all that he has called us to do. But we need to do our part. We need to draw close. We need to spend the time with him. It's all about relationship and knowing him. And the only way to do that is to spend time, to draw closer, to go deeper so that we know him, so that we know his voice and we hear him when he speaks and and know his heart. This is so much what I've been sensing that the Lord is calling us today. So I just ask that God will give you his peace to the trauma and the shaking that's going on around and his joy. As you share in the excitement of heaven, and I hope you've captured some of that excitement this morning, and that he fills you for what is to come with expectant hearts. 2022 will be good because God is good. And he is king. And I just want to encourage us, you put a stake in the ground and declare he is good because he's king. He is king. And for all that he has and all that he's prophesied, that 2022 will be a year of his glory. His glory seen and felt. His glory revealed and displayed. Um, I kept feeling at the end of last year that the weight of his glory in my hands. But he was speaking so much to me last week about his Shekinah glory residing and dwelling with us and in this house here. He talked about the miracles, signs and wonders and healings. He talked about the increase of the angels and angels with, with, that, with assignments specifically for St. Matthews. And that we would have revelation of, of his glory and we would have revelation of his angels. He talked about the fire, the fire to ignite, the fire to reignite, and also for us to get refined in his fire. Where John the Baptist says about that he has come to baptise with water, but one will come to baptise with the Holy Spirit and fire. And that the Holy Spirit will come like a refining fire to bring power and purity in our lives. And knowing that refining fire of the Spirit in our lives means that we can be set free from fear 
um, uh, and things and of judgment. It's so important. I also had heard the phrase twice on New Year's Eve that this will be a season of jubilation. And I knew that was of God because that's not a word that is familiar in my, in my vocabulary. But this will be a season of jubilation. And we know that all God's promises are yes and amen. And so we just say, let it be according to your word, Father. Let it be according to your word. Becca, can I invite you up? And if we just finish, I invite you all to stand. And I'm going to just say a prayer over us for this season, for this year. And then there's just one little bit that I'm going to invite you to um, share and repeat if you're happy, just as we make a, a declaration for this year. And then Becca's going to lead us into a song that, again, I encourage you to declare the words over yourselves and your lives and as we declare it together for this year. Oh, Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for this new year. We thank you for the all that you have planned for 2022 and for the words that you have shared. We pray today for your kingdom to come and your will be done. And Father, I thank you that you're with us and that you go before us. Father, we're sorry. We ask your forgiveness for those times when we've let life overshadow, overwhelm and distract. And for any choices that we have made that have not been how you'd have us live. Father, forgive us. And where the past has influenced our expectation of the future. And we ask that as we start this year, you would help us. And I just felt to lead us in this response to, I can't pray this, I can pray for you, but I can't pray this over you because I'm. it needs to be you saying words to command your spirit into attention. And that, so we're going to do that in this moment. So I will say, if you're happy, please repeat it. You, and there's no pressure. Um, but I command my spirit to attention. And for my body and mind to come in line with my spirit. And I decree, I will awake from everything that holds me back. And arise to be the worshipper and lover of God. That God has created me to be. That was important to be awakened at the start of this year. So, Father, will you come? Will you come and fill us anew? Will you help us to make be wise and make wise decisions and choices in how, in how we live in our time? And will you help us to make you a priority as we seek you, as we seek your will, as we listen with new ears to what you are saying? We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your glory. We thank you, Father, for miracles, signs and wonders, for healings and salvations. We thank you for the harvest of healing that is going to happen this year. We thank you for the angels are here. We thank you for the angels that are signed for here. We thank you for your fire and we thank you that this is a season of jubilation. Father, let it be according to your word. And all God's promises are yes and Amen. Amen. Let's sing.